Hello, and welcome to a special episode of Unstoppable Rise, a resource that helps motivated individuals press on towards the mark of self-actualization using a combination of old-school wisdom and new breed tactics. My name is Sim. So I've had a lot of people ask me, what is my opinion on this entire cluster cuss, this state of affairs we now find ourselves in. And I've refrained from giving my opinion mostly because I realized that my opinion isn't going to change anything. Facts are facts. Reality is reality. And things are how they are. But I do want to offer a perspective that may be helpful to some people who are ruminating on this, ruminating on the recent events. And this perspective is only one perspective. And like any perspectives, you can take it or leave it. So when I was 14, 15, 16, mid-teens, In the summer, I spent many days virtually isolated, and I spent those days really getting interested in the inner workings of my emerging adolescent ego. Of course, I read books, I did a whole bunch of different activities, but for the most part, My days were relatively insular. I didn't have a car. I couldn't drive. I didn't drive until later when I was 16 going on 17. I didn't have a car. There was no really such thing as social media back then. Social media was pretty much MySpace, which I didn't have, and Facebook, which I only got when I was 16. So I was late on the curve for that. My family was going through financial tough times during that time, so access, internet access was limited. There were no smartphones, there were no immersive video games to the point there are now. I had video games, and I played online, but definitely not to the extent which it's possible now. But I spent a lot of time just cultivating my inner world and cultivating myself in relation to different hobbies, especially those that had to do with artistic endeavors. And also spent it uh, in some form of contemplation as well. I didn't really meditate then because... I was only introduced to meditation about a year, year and a half after that. Year and a half after I turned 16, so 17 going on 18. So I just spent it really in this sort of solitary mode. And while I didn't necessarily dive extremely deep, those periods of relative 
isolation gave me an inclination that there's something there. There's something that needs to be uncovered. There's something that needs to be examined. And obviously you do that through the practice of meditation, which I practice or I try to practice, right? (laughs) For many people, life has pretty much ground to a halt in the past couple days, couple week, week and a half period. Life has completely gone topsy-turvy for many. And for many, this is the first time that they're really going to have some sense of isolation. For many, this is the first time they've spent in a period of relative isolation, especially if they're under the age of 25 and they've been exposed to digital media and digital technology their entire life. In this devastation, this civilization-wide devastation, where the entire world has literally shut down, this is a period to really go inward and really use this time to look at the shadow, the part that is frequently covered up and the part that's frequently thrown away and the part that's frequently obscured with all the hustle and the bustle and the here and there of modern life and everyday life. Since there's no bars, no clubs, no restaurants to go to, no gym, no iron to pump, no girls to see, no friends to meet, this is really a time to really focus on yourself and who you really are and what you're really doing you think about what am i doing where's my where's my life going for many this is really bringing up some very strong emotions right what if a loved one gets sick what if i get sick what if I can't pay my bills. What if I lose my job? What if this happens? What if that happens? And a lot of these thoughts could possibly happen. It's not that they're out of the realm of possibility. It's just the fact that something that seemed like it was a distinct impossibility is now forefront and center. And you're faced with your own frailty and your own mortality. Something you don't really think about in your day-to-day existence. Out of tragedy can come opportunity. And a lot of people may not see it that way. And a lot of people won't see it that way. A lot of people will just see this as a wholly negative event. But in my opinion, there's really no such thing as completely positive and completely negative events, right? They all have their own lining. There's a bit of bad in the good, and there's a bit of good in the bad, the yin and the yang. And I think this is a reset period for all of us. And 
this period is going to be marked by extreme contemplation on a collective level. Are we going in the right direction? Are we doing the right things? Are we being good stewards to each other, to the earth? What's really important in life? The last 10 years have offered unparalleled expansion across many industries, many vectors of life. But now that all got stopped. And to be honest, a lot of behavior in the past 10 years has been very self-indulgent. So this is a way to reorient yourself to a proper state of what may really matter, right? And of course, this is a tragedy. There's going to be people who are going to die. There's going to be people who get very sick. There's going to be people whose lives are changed forever. And that's not to be ignored. But for many, this could be a season of opportunity as well. Some of you are going to emerge out of this stronger, more disciplined, more self-disciplined, more in control of yourself with more hobbies. You have a greater working, greater inner knowing of the inner workings of yourself. And you're just a more sharp individual. Some of you are going to emerge from this state more anxious, more shattered, more jittery, more compulsive, more fixated on drama, which is stirred up by the news media, to be honest. I think it's important to really weigh both perspectives and ask yourself, which one do you want to be? Do you want to be the person who responds or do you want to be the person who reacts? And we need people who respond. These people are going to obviously carry the world into the future. The people who respond rather than just reactionary individuals. People who react to every shred of bad news. Every shred of drama. Every piece of inflammatory content that they see on the internet. They just spaz out. And of course, you can't really act Consciously from that perspective, from that standpoint, if you're reactionary. And more importantly, you ask yourself, what type of man do I want to be? What type of person do I want to be for my family? My family needs me at this time. My friends need me at this time. They need me to be an example of strength, a pillar of strength. Someone who is not losing their head when everyone else is doing there. Someone who is the calm in the midst of the storm last Saturday if you're on my email list you'll see that I sent out this email response to this it's called the quarantine protocol it's basically how to keep yourself locked in when you're at home when you can be easily distracted be easily distracted with everything on the internet and Use this time as a period of self-cultivation. 
which obviously, again, some of you will do. And lastly, I want to bring up the concept of externals. In Stoic philosophy, if you're familiar with Stoic philosophy, or if you're familiar with Stoicism in general, you know that the Stoics detest externals. Pretty much any philosophy worth its salt detests external things. Buddhists and Eastern philosophy warns against attachment to external things. Stoic philosophy says that external things cannot bring you happiness, bring you peace. World religions like Christianity or Hinduism or even Islam said that there is no peace outside of anything. There's no peace outside of God. There's no peace if you're attached to externals. If externals are always moving and always shifting, which is the definition of life, the definition of life is impermanence. And you start to build your foundation on that. Then how are you ever going to gain a good footing in in life? You won't because externals are always shifting. It is the definition of insanity. You shouldn't be caught up in externals because they don't help you cultivate the only thing you truly have control of, which is, to be honest, your own mind. If you cultivate your own mind and the thoughts you think between your two ears, those are the only things you have control of. You don't have control over the weather. You don't have control over the other people. You don't have control over the economics You don't have control over even what happens to your body. Your body can break down as you age. And there's nothing you can do about it. You can have an autoimmune disease. Or you can have something happen to you. Something devastating happen to you. And there's nothing you can do about it. In this situation, our collective will is being tested. Because the world is shut down. There's nothing you can do about it. Except wait it out. Well, the only thing you can do is obviously cultivate good practices and good habits during this time. Getting better sleep, reading some books, picking up a hobby or skill, refining a skill you already have. Using the time to sharpen the discursive mind. And I also think that it's worth putting this whole thing into perspective, right? Throughout the entire history of human civilization, there's been pretty much unchecked carnage across various modes of life. I mean, that's what people got used to. People are just were just used to just death and sheer destruction for most of human civilization. It's only now in the modern era that we've been able to make everything clean and safe and we've been able to hide the true nature of life to an extent we've been able to shield death from everybody for most part death is pretty much invisible to all of us when's the last time you saw anyone dead unless you went to a funeral 
for most people, never, because death is pretty much out of sight, out of mind. And we haven't had anything as cataclysmic as a world war in 70 years now, 60, 70 years now. And most people were not alive during that time. So most people have no idea of what something of that was like on a massive scale. The only thing comparable would be 9-11, but 9-11 didn't shut down the entire world economy. The world was still running, even though 9-11 happened. But that doesn't hold a candle, unfortunately, to, you know, just the ripple effect this is having. Especially since we're all very interconnected now compared to 19 years ago, 19, almost 20 years ago, right? So you think about, you think about something like the Crusades, how many people died there? I think probably 1.7 million and most of those people were civilians, civilians, innocent civilians just getting killed for no reason, right? What about the numerous plagues? One of them being the Antonin Plague. I just talked about Stoicism and brought up Stoicism. Marcus Aurelius, he was a Stoic philosopher. He was the emperor during this time of the Antonin Plague. Probably about 5 million people died. 5 million Roman people died during that time. And don't forget, the world population was very small at that time. So that's a staggeringly shocking amount of people. Extreme tragedy right? What about World War II, since this is a recent event? About 75 million people perished in World War II. Most of those were also civilians. Innocent people who were living their lives got killed by stray bullet, mortar shell, executions in the Pacific Theater. Incredible inhumane brutality to civilians by Americans and Japanese alike. And this was relatively recent. Like, people killing other people like dogs, right? And obviously this whole pandemic has been compared to the flu. What about that? Well, the flu is also a devastating killer. Kills about it depends on the year, really, but probably about 200,000 to, I've heard upwards of 600,000 people per year die from the flu. And you don't hear that on a newscast. But because the death toll and the cases are so easily accessible, so easily visible, that it makes it seem like this is the complete end of the world. But in reality, in perspective, it's not that bad. It's not that bad compared to everything else humanity has been through. Of course, it's tragic because there will be lives lost. There will be a toll, heavy economic toll paid. But we'll get back to normal. Life is going to resume. People die from heart attacks, cancer, car accidents, gunshots, all kinds of stuff every day. 
but you don't hear about that. And the death toll from all of those combined is staggering. But you're not going to see a death toll for that because it's just too much. It's just too much, right? So in that perspective, it's not that bad. And from an economic perspective, yeah, there's lots of people lost their jobs. I know people lost their jobs. People that I was working with, clients, they've decided to stop working or they've entirely pulled the contracts completely. I know another guy, his entire client base just collapsed for the next three months or God knows how long. There's just a lot of people, everybody is suffering right now in some way or form, whether it be from their mental state, their economic state, or just feeling empathy for the people who have to live with this devastation. All this combined is just creating an unimaginable amount of collective suffering. But nothing lasts forever. The world will open back up for business. America will open up back up for business. People will start working again. You'll get a job again. If you were listening to this and you got laid off, you'll get a job again. I guarantee it because I've been laid off before. And I started working again. Things will come back to a relatively normal state. Things won't be the same. Things will never be the same. But life will continue. Life will always continue in some way, shape, or form. There will be a change, but life is changed. Life is, again, impermanence. So the other question you need to ask, this final question you need to ask is, who will you be after this? Will you be able to take advantage of the opportunity that the new world is going to present? Will you be able to capitalize? Will you be able to get that job? Will you be able to invest in the stock market when it's at its lowest period ever, pretty much, with the exception of the Depression? Will you be able to pivot from one thing yesterday to a new thing today? Will you be able to keep the optimistic perspective that, yes, this is hard, Yes, this is earth-shattering. Yes, this is catastrophic. But it's not the end of the world. Will you be able to keep that seemingly cognitive dissonance within your head? Not overemphasizing the situation. Not clinging to the externals of the situation. But at the same time, not de-emphasizing it. Not underrating it. Not having compassion for the doctors, the first responders, the delivery people, the people who send packages in the supply chain, the people on the front lines. Are you able to keep those perspectives of not overrating and not underrating, but at the same time realizing that this too will pass? That will determine what state you'll be in to capitalize on the new opportunities that will be coming up in the next couple months. Who knows when things will get back to normal. Maybe a couple weeks, maybe a couple months, maybe a couple years. I don't know. Nobody knows, right? 
And if anybody's telling you that they know, they're selling you something. No one knows. And that's the thing we have to come to terms with. We're still little specks of dust spinning on this ball of earth in a corner of the galaxy somewhere. In a thousand years, people will look back on this event in history just as another event, just as we do with World War I, the Civil War, Roman Wars, Inquisition, everything, right? That's all I have to say on this. And I thank you for your time. And I thank you for listening. Season three of Unstoppable Rise is going to be coming up pretty soon in the next two weeks. And I'd love to have you tune in. I'd love to have you listen to it. I'd love to have your support. And I'm excited to share it with you. These episodes, some of these episodes I've already recorded. Some of them will be recorded later. But I do think that this season is going to be better. And it's going to be very enlightening for some people i hope so that's it and talk to you soon take care stay well peace